go rebuild my church, which as you can see, is falling into ruins. These are the words spoken to St. Francis of Assisi from an image of Christ on the crucifix at San Damiano in 1205 AD. These same words inspired Peter Doan, the host of the program you're about to hear. Peter challenges all of us to rebuild, not the brick and mortars of our church buildings, but our personal faith and relationships that will rebuild and strengthen the church. Now here's today's program. Hi, I'm Peter Doan. And I'm Leslie Doan. And you're listening to the radio broadcast, Go Rebuild My Church. Each week in this broadcast, we explore ways to put into practice the words spoken to St. Francis of Assisi by our Lord Jesus and how this theme is relevant as we seek to bring renewal to the church today. Our passion for renewal was ignited when we came home to the Catholic Church 13 years ago, and that's when we heard the call to rebuild and joined efforts with many other renewal movements within the church. And you can learn more about our journey home and our lay apostolate dedicated to renewal in the Catholic Church by visiting our website at www.catholicdiscipleshipministries.org. Our prayer is through the ministry of this radio program and our lay apostolate, we can provide pathways for you as individuals, families, as well as your parishes to join the rebuilding process and experience renewal. Well, we want to welcome those listeners who are joining us for the first time. We're in the midst of a new series that's near and dear to our hearts, and our new series is The Rebuilding and Renewing of the Catholic Family as the Domestic Church. Yes, Leslie, in these broadcasts, we'll be pulling together the sacred scripture, excerpts from our catechism, the lives of the saints, and the teaching of the church as we seek to challenge individuals, families, and local parishes to rebuild and renew the Catholic faith here in America. And we will discover that restoring the Catholic family as the domestic church will be very critical to both rebuilding the Catholic faith here in America, as well as placing each of our Catholic families in the Lord's holy presence for blessing, protection, nurture, and stability. Now, for those who are just joining us, we've been discussing Vatican II and why the perspectives of St. John Paul II and Pope Benedict are so important. We learned that Vatican II was instrumental in reinstating a vision of the family as the domestic church. Isn't mm -hmm. that right, Peter? Yes, Leslie. Mm -hmm. We've also learned that the vision of the family as the domestic church really had been introduced by our church fathers, and then it was abandoned for thousands of years as the emphasis turned towards the achievement of holiness, primarily through the consecrated religious. Well, then the Council at Vatican II brought forward from the writings of the church fathers the description of the family as the domestic church, and, and what a beautiful way to describe it. Yes, it is. Following Vatican II, the family became a major focus for St. John Paul II, and we've been highlighting some of his most important insights in this series, and I've been learning a lot, Peter. So let's take a few moments now to summarize what we've covered so far. Yes, yeah, so the Pope's essential teachings on the family are to be found in his work entitled Familiaris Consortio, which translates the fellowship of the family and subtitled on the role of the Christian family in the world. This apostolic exhortation is fundamental to John Paul II's approach to marriage and the family. You know, we have often have a general idea, Leslie, don't we, that our faith is against so many things when we talk about marriage and the family, but we seldom think about and what the family stands for. John Paul II helps us see 
what we are for. And I like that. Right. His writings, Peter, really give us a vision for the family. And like you've always said, without a vision, the people perish. Yeah, that's a good scripture. Well, you've covered six of the essential concepts of the family, which need to be renewed in the church. And they are the the family as the foundation for life, the family as a source of God's tender love, the family as the domestic church, parents as ministers to their children within the family, the family as a nursery of society and the church and the spirituality of the ordinary, which takes place in the family. That's right. And John Paul II has given us a blueprint through these dimensions for the Catholic family. It's so important. So first of all, as you mentioned, the family is the foundation for life. And here we've learned that parents are called to symbolize God to their children. What a calling. Parents are co-workers with God uh, towards their children. Parents make God real to the child. And we think that's a powerful statement that parents make God real to the child. And like we we like to say, parents are God with skin on. Yes, that's right. Secondly, the family is the source of God's tender love. Very important. Again, in Familiaris Consortio, Pope St. John Paul II highlights the singular importance of family love, Leslie. Yeah, we can't, we can't overstate that. No, the family has as its mission, the Pope said, to guard, reveal, and communicate love. If it fails to happen there, he said, it probably will not happen elsewhere. That's very important to remember. Well, John Paul repeats this theme again in a letter to families in the International Year of the Family in 1994. He wrote, family is that community of persons oriented to the full development of personhood in each member, and it does this through love. Boy, as parents and grandparents, we need to continue to remind ourselves of that dimension for sure. Right. Love never fails. That's right. Thirdly, He said the family as the domestic church that is highlighting what we're talking about in this series. As we've pointed out, the Vatican Council brought forward from the writings of the church fathers the description of the family as the domestic church. The Pope speaks of the family as the church in miniature. In its own way, the family is a living image and historical representation of the mystery of the church. Well, the family may be messy, chaotic, noisy, and disorganized, but it's still a church in miniature, as the Pope said. Amen. The fourth point, Leslie, that we've brought from the Pope is that parents are ministers to their children. He said, by virtue of their ministry of educating, parents, as through the witness of their lives, are the first heralds of the gospel for their children. I like to say the family is the father's seminary. And as the Pope said, by praying with their children, by reading the Word of God with them, and by introducing them into the body of Christ, they become not only ministers to their children, but they become fully parents. The Pope went on to make his fifth key point in this apostolic exhortation. The family is the nursery of society and the church. He said the future of the world and the church passes through the family. What a statement, Leslie. We find this principle voiced time after time by Pope St. John Paul II. He was deeply concerned about the direction of history. And as we passed into the new millennium, he again talked about the urgent need to defend the family. Then sixthly, and I love this point, Leslie, the Pope talked about a spirituality of the ordinary. He said the spirituality of the ordinary involves bringing the Holy Spirit into the daily hubbub of family life. 
And this certainly has to be a favorite passage in Familiaris Consortio. The Pope explains how the spirituality of family prayer is involved in such ordinary things. And this sounds like every family, doesn't it? Joys and sorrows, hopes and disappointments, birth and birthday celebrations, wedding anniversaries of parents, departures, separations and homecomings, important and far-reaching decisions, the death of those who are near, etc. All of these mark God's loving intervention in the family's history. What a beautiful statement by our Pope. Yes, the Holy Spirit is there simply through the ordinary commonplace happenings in our families. Yes. So, Peter, these six dimensions of the family as the domestic church represent a true map for all of our families. And I think that these dimensions should be posted somewhere in a prominent place in our homes just to remind us of the vision of who the Lord calls our families to be. Very true. So we're going to take a short break now. And when we return, we will look at the Pope's seventh and final theme from his apostolic exhortation on the family. So please stay with us. You're listening to Go Rebuild My Church. This program is underwritten in part by Willie and Deborah Wood in memory of their parents, Woody and Joyce Wood and Bill and Elsie Brooks. Catholic Radio Indy thanks the Wood family for their support. Take Catholic Radio Indy's 40 Days of Lent Challenge. During Lent, listen to at least one hour of Catholic Radio each day. If you're already a daily listener, add an hour each day or pick a different time to listen. Or, if you really want to go all in, listen exclusively to Catholic Radio Indy from now until Easter. Spend 40 days with Catholic Radio Indy and see what a difference 100% Catholic programming 24-7 makes. Wheels keep turning. Time keeps ticking. The wise keep learning. God keeps teaching. Use your moments. Learn well. Catholic Radio Indy. Welcome back to our radio program, Go Rebuild My Church. Today we are bringing to you, our listening audience, an exciting and critical series of broadcasts. We're exploring the call to rebuild and renew the Catholic family as the domestic church. And we've been discussing the historical, biblical, theological, and spiritual underpinnings of the Catholic family, as well as practical ways to rebuild family life as the domestic church. So Peter, John Paul II and his apostolic exhortation is helping us lay the groundwork for our broadcasts as we seek to restore the vision of the family. What is the seventh and final key point in the Pope's writing on the family? So Leslie, the seventh dimension is just so important and he says this, the families share in the life and mission of the church. In other words, families are called to be on mission. The Pope begins his expanded presentation of the role of the family in today's world by saying this, the family finds in the plan of God, the creator and redeemer, not only its identity, what it is, but also its mission, what it can and should do. He said the role that God calls the family to perform in history derives from what the family is. Each family finds within itself a summons or a call that cannot be ignored and that specifies both its dignity and responsibility. Family, become what you are, the Pope said, which is to be on mission. Right, that was his challenge. Family, become what you are. Oh, I like that. Part of the Pope's vision is an understanding of all creation as it flows from the mind and the heart of God. 
He concludes that God has high expectations for the Christian family. Think about that, Leslie. The Lord has called us and has a high expectation that we fulfill that calling. Its role is central in advancing the reign of God in the earth. That's pretty powerful. Yeah, he got, the Pope was setting the bar pretty high. Yes, he was. In God's plan, he said, the Christian family is a community of life and love. We, we've talked about that. It's a living cell of people committed to each other. And then in their love for each other, there comes forth new life, really day after day, which is beautiful to think about. He said that the love between a husband and a wife and their children is a reflection of the Trinity, creating life out of that love. And creating a Christian family, a family where this mutual love and care find daily expression, may be one of the most difficult of human tasks. Think about that. One of the most difficult of human tasks to do that and maintain that. I, I agree with that. It's very challenging. Yeah. And also, their efforts are also so central importance for the life of the church, he said, and proclaiming God's kingdom now and forever. Like you said, that's a very high bar, Leslie. Right. Well, I heard you say that the Pope said the efforts of the family are of central importance for the life of the church. And I think this is really a, a time right now to pause because this is such an important question for us to answer. Does the Catholic family have a mission to go out as a family and do the Lord's work? Mm -hmm. And the Pope definitely answered this question with a big yes, because he goes on to say, the Christian family is called upon, like the large-scale church, to be a sign of unity for the world, and in this way exercise its prophetic role by bearing witness to the kingdom and peace of Christ towards which the whole world is journeying. Amen to that. And I think that's pretty amazing that the Pope said the family has a prophetic role. Yeah, exactly. So within this context of the family being on mission, Leslie, the Pope spoke of the evangelizing mission of the family. And he said this, we, don't, we haven't heard this a lot, Leslie. The future of evangelization, insisted John Paul, depends in great part on the church of the home. Well, That's, we've been hearing, hearing a lot about evangelization, Peter, but not necessarily focused on the family. No, we haven't talked a lot about that. And I like what Father Mike says. You know, we're a real promoter on this radio broadcast of Father Mike Schmidt and doing the Bible in a year and also the catechism in the year. And Father Mike has made a point of saying that the evangelization of the world will most successfully happen from family to family and even working within our own families to evangelize. In the letter to families, the Pope also mentioned, which is another work of his, he stated this, that of all the many paths that man walks, the family is the first and the most important. It's a common path, he said, to all, yet one of a particular, unique, and unrepeatable, just like every individual is unrepeatable. So the family has a witness that's being built into it that the world needs to hear. Marriage doesn't exist merely as a natural union, he said, but also as a means of grace and salvation, not only to the husband and wife, but to the fruit of their marriage, and it generates within the culture. And here the Pope begins to go in this document, Leslie, that the family is called to change the culture. And but this depends on whether spouses will embrace the truth of who they are in Christ and according to this overall vision that the Pope is giving. Well, speaking of ev the evangelizing mission of the family, 
I think this is a very important truth for us to really pause and think about. So how can we embrace our mission as families and hopefully make a difference in this culture? Mm -hmm. So I got thinking about the times that we as a family spent interacting with our neighbors, other families at school or on our children's sports teams, interacting with colleagues at work. And there's plenty of opportunities to really evangelize as a family and be a family on mission. And I think the first place to start is simply to start praying that God would give us opportunities to be a witness. Yeah, that the Lord would open up the door that we talk about so often. Right. For us, sports was a big part of our family life. And through our son's baseball team, we became involved with one of the families several years ago. Peter was the head coach and his assistant coach um, he became friends with. And the wife of the assistant coach had experienced a stroke at a very young age. So they were kind of in a difficult place, weren't they, Peter? Very, very difficult. Well, we invested socially in that relationship. We saw that God was working in their lives. We had them over for dinner. We shared our faith with them. And it was truly an opportunity to sow the seeds of the gospel in their lives and be a witness of the kingdom to them. Yes, exactly. And uh, my friend Bill, that I became very close to. Your assistant coach. Yeah, the assistant coach that I became very close to. I can remember the times that we would spend with he and his wife, and he would tell the story of how her stroke changed their whole family life and how he went through a difficult time uh, just watching her go through rehab and even mention how some people in that rehab that were in, he mentioned one family particularly that was there for a long time and eventually the husband left the wife because he did not want to take care of her for the rest of her life in that condition. But Bill had something special about him. In fact, uh, I think through our time with him and opening up to him, he became a little bit closer and open to the Lord himself. Don't you think? I think so. Yeah. Well, it's time for us to take another short break. And when we come back, we're going to look at some more practical ways to become the domestic church on mission. So please stay with us. You're listening to Go Rebuild My Church. This program is underwritten in part by Willie and Deborah Wood in memory of their parents, Woody and Joyce Wood and Bill and Elsie Brooks. Catholic Radio Indy thanks the Wood family for their support. At Catholic Radio, we love to hear from you. Call us anytime. Just recently, we found this message on our voicemail. I'm a non-Catholic that listens to your Catholic radio station, and I just want to thank you guys. I listen to uh, Catholic Answers and Al Crestus sometimes, and I think her name's Teresa Tommy. I listen to her and uh, another show or two. I appreciate it. Call us at 317-870-8400 and let us know what you're thinking. I just called to say, even though I'm not a Catholic, I listen to your station closer to God each day and helps me stay grounded in my faith and just keeps me going. Catholic Radio Indy. You're listening to the radio program Go Rebuild My Church and today we're continuing to lay the groundwork for our new series that will explore how the Catholic family can become a powerful domestic church. In this last segment we continued to really share the vision for our listening audience that comes from the wisdom of St. John Paul II and how his writings give us such a beautiful framework for the family. We discuss the seventh critical point of becoming a domestic church, and that is that families share in the life and mission of the church. Wow. So, Peter, how can we as Catholic families share in the life and mission of the Catholic Church and, and become a powerful domestic church? Yes, this is so key. Going back to God's original intent in the Garden of Eden, the family was to be nurtured, first of all, 
It was to be fruitful and to multiply, and then to fill the earth and subdue it. This was its mission, Leslie. What does that look like today for the domestic church is the big question that we're addressing here. Though the Christian family, the Pope said, is grafted into the mystery of the church to such a degree as to become a sharer in its own way in the saving mission that is proper to the church itself. For this reason, he said, the family not only receive the love of Christ and become a saved community, which is so important, but they are also called to communicate the love of Jesus to their brethren, thus becoming a saving community in and of themselves. That's such a beautiful picture, Peter. Yes, I love that. Yes, it's a high calling. So, Leslie, in this context of the family going on mission, how do they become an evangelizing community? How do we as a family, as a domestic church, become an evangelizing community? Well, the Pope shows us the way. First of all, he said the family's first task is to live with fidelity, working to develop an authentic community within the family itself. He said love forms the basis for that family, and if love is the bond of the Trinitarian communion, that of the Trinity, then by grace, love is also the bond of communion between that man and that woman. And just as the love of God, he said, in himself is so abundant, so too should the grace of the sacrament of matrimony. It will overflow from the couple to the children and then to society. So are we getting the feel for what the Pope is saying here? He's saying that just doesn't end with the family. God's purpose as he builds the family is to overflow into the culture. To the extent, he said, the Christian family accepts the gospel and matures in faith, it becomes an evangelizing community. That's why it's so important that we're teaching the faith within our homes and our families. Yes, amen. Each member of the family, he said, the spouses in particular, who are the primary educators of their children, remember that, must have an encounter with Jesus Christ in order to have within themselves this evangelical spirit. He finally reminds us that the very presentation of Christian marriage is itself a journey of faith. It is a special opportunity for the engaged to rediscover and deepen the faith received in baptism and nourished by Christian upbringing. Right, and that begins with the preparation for Christian marriage. It's really a critical starting point for the family, isn't it, Peter? Yes, it is. In your position, I know you had a lot of experience with this because when you were serving um, in our local parish, you had the privilege of conducting marriage prep, Mm -hmm. and our parish actually had a lot of weddings. So Mm -hmm. oftentimes your desk was just stacked with folders Mm -hmm. for all these couples that you were working with, and you were very busy meeting with them. But naturally, the couples were at all different places in their journeys with Christ. And you believe that your most important task was really to help them encounter Jesus and to help them make Jesus the foundation of their marriage. So could you just take a moment to share with us about this special opportunity and just some of the things that the Lord put in your heart towards these couples as they were preparing for marriage? Well, going back to what I said, Leslie, about John Paul saying the critical nature of an encounter with Jesus Christ within the family, one of the things that I did in marriage prep was talk about the gospel and how one does consider uh, Jesus Christ how you encounter him, and how you enter into ongoing conversion that the uh, church talks about. And uh, all the families would be in different places as they would come in for marriage prep. And there was one couple that 
in particular I was real concerned about because uh, the one young lady was a strong, committed Catholic Christian, but she was preparing to marry a young man that wasn't even sure that God existed. And during that period of time, there was a real prayerful encounter to help them see that in order for them really to fulfill God's purpose and what we're talking about that the Pope is presenting to us, that there'd have to be a conversion for them to really fulfill what God has called them to be as a couple and as a family. So the family's mission then is to actively participate in this sanctification that the Pope talked about. So secondly, in order for the family to become an evangelizing family, the family has to participate in constantly nourishing and sustaining a wellspring of grace in the liturgy, the Pope says. In other words, liturgy affects all this. Furthermore, he said, the do domestic church, like the greater church, needs to be constantly and intensely evangelized, hence its duty regarding permanent education in this faith. And that happens at the liturgy and going to Mass. Yes. And, and we really, we keep saying this over and over again on this program, the importance of going to Mass, don't we? As a family. But the Pope reminds us of how critical it is for the family to be renewed weekly at the sacrifice of the Mass. And sometimes we think of attending Mass and, and what we're experiencing on individual terms, but it is here that the family on mission is renewed. That's exactly. The third and final task, he said, to become an evangelizing community as a family is the family has to abandon the view that is more of a vic that it's a victim of the culture rather than a dynamic for change and sanctification. In other words, the family is called to change the culture. So often, Leslie, I think that we really fear the culture and we want to hibernate, so to speak. But St. John Paul II said just the opposite. As God builds this love in the family, as he builds this dynamic in the family, the family is called to go out into the culture. When the family becomes healthy, it's called to bring that to the church and to the world. So, Peter, the Pope is saying we should not have a defeatist attitude. Exactly. We're called to change the culture. The family is called to model a civilization of love. That's so, Peter, would you please pray for us as we finish up this um, session today? Yes, and that's a lot to digest. We really need the Lord's help and grace to become the domestic church and all that the Pope is presenting to us. Heavenly Father, we come before you today for ourselves and for all families that are listening today. And we ask, O oh Lord, that you would give each of us the grace to build our families to become domestic churches. As we've emphasized today, help us to take the health and strength that you do bring to us and give us the open doors to take this life and extend it to others. In Jesus Christ's name we pray. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Well, thank you listeners for joining us today as we seek to connect you as individuals, your families, and your parishes to the rebuilding and renewal of the Catholic faith here in America. If you'd like to hear our past programs, just go to catholicradioindy.org where you can access all previous broadcasts through the podcast tab on the webpage. And please make sure to become a regular listener of Catholic Radio Indy. Goodbye for now and keep, keep the, the faith. faith. You've been listening to Go Rebuild My Church with Peter Doan. Podcasts of this program are available at www.catholicradioindy.org.
You can hear the Holy Mass every day at 8 a.m. right here on Catholic Radio Indy, 103.7.